Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Should the word cult be dropped from our vocabulary? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. There was an article in the Deseret News. It was on their website edition, deseretnews.com an article written by Kelsey Dallas. It was titled, The Religious Term You Should Try to Stop Using. The subtitle was, A Growing Group of Scholars, Journalists, and Others Recommend Against Labeling a Faith Group as a Cult. Now, before we dive into this article, Eric, we normally don't use that word. Though we feel that the word can be invoked at certain times, but we've often told people that if you're going to use this word, you're going to have to define what that word means to you. Otherwise, as the article points out, a person probably can get the wrong idea because this word has been used in a number of different ways. It's almost like the word bigot or racist. Those two words now get used so many times in so many situations that whenever I hear somebody throw that word out, I almost immediately turn them off because it's usually someone who's speaking from emotion, who has no argument whatsoever, and their only defense to protect what they say they believe is by throwing out what we call the ad hominem. But should those words be thrown out entirely? I would say no, they would need to be used in their proper context. And even though we don't normally use this word, if we were to use it, we would take the time to explain what we mean by it. In our first chapter of the book, Answering Mormon's Questions, Ready Responses for Inquiring Latter-day Saints, it's available on Amazon. You and I wrote, In chapter 1, we asked questions, 38 of them, and we asked, why don't you accept Mormons as Christians? Do you think we're a cult? That's the Latter-day Saint who's asking us, and so we're going to give responses. But before we give our response, we provide response questions. And so one of the response questions we put in for the questions that we are asked is, Why do you think people assume your religion is a cult? I think that's a great question because it puts the onus on the person asking the question. If they bring up the C word, why do you think people are even assuming that? And see if they can come up with some ideas of why anybody would call Mormonism a cult. I remember when we were working with Kriegel in the publication of Answering Mormon's Questions, the editor suggested that we not even have that in the book. But we thought, no, you have to have that in the book because we have been asked that many, many times. And the whole point of the book is to answer Mormons' questions. And if that's a question they are asking, then we have a responsibility to respond to it. And we need to educate Christians as to how to respond to it. And I think our follow-up question appropriately explains why it's necessary. If that's what Latter-day Saints are thinking, that other people are thinking about them, 
why shouldn't we ask them, well, why do you think that? Why do you think they think that? What's drawing that conclusion in their minds? And, and you're right. Then the ball is in their court. Let them explain to us why they think people are thinking that about them. When I saw this article, it's not the first time I've seen an article like this. This, this subject has been brought up before, and I think we've even addressed it in times past on this program. But I wanted to go through it to just analyze some of the reasoning behind the title. Should we really stop using this? Or as the title specifically says, should we try to stop using it? I think personally, as a ministry, we use it very carefully. I don't think we throw it out there like some would throw out the word bigot or racist. We try to be very careful in how we use this word, because I understand it is a loaded word, but maybe the reason why it's loaded, Eric, is because it has so much meaning to it, and maybe it's a word that should continue to be in our vocabulary as long as it is used precisely and used well. What does Kelsey Dallas have to say in her article? Unlike faith group or church or Bible study, the term cult evokes a powerful emotional reaction. When you hear it, your ears perk up as you await juicy details, just like they would if your friends told you that they had an exciting piece of gossip to share. To hear a religious group described as a cult is to feel immediately certain that something nefarious is going on. It calls to mind sex scandals or spiritual abuse or physical violence, in many cases, all three. Well, let me stop you there, because that, la that last paragraph that you read, I, I think, needs to be looked at more closely. To hear a religious group described as a cult is to feel immediately certain that something nefarious is going on. Okay, I, I can give you that, that something nefarious is going on, or something out of the norm is going on, something negative is going on. Okay, but when she says it calls to mind sex scandals or spiritual abuse or physical violence, in many cases all three, that could have some truth behind it. There probably are some people, when they hear this word, maybe assuming that that's what's going on. I read this and I examine my own life, and when I read that word, I usually don't draw that kind of a conclusion. But then I deal with this subject on a daily basis, so I wouldn't consider myself being your average person when it comes to this word. I often look at that word when it's used, depending on the context, and I'm always waiting for the context. Maybe what Kelsey Dallas is implying here that too many people nowadays read words and they don't look at the context. I would probably agree with that if that's what she's trying to get across. But we tend to not try to do that. We want to look at context first. And usually when I find that word to be used, at least if I were to use it, it wouldn't have really anything to do with what she has listed here. It would be more in the area of doctrine, a doctrinal cult, if you will. In other words, a group that is not normal in the realm of Christian thought, but yet claiming to be a Christian at the same time. And maybe at this point, it would be good to kind of give my own personal definition of what I think the word cult means, at least to me and what I do. I've often explained to people that a cult is a group that, while claiming to be Christian, either denies or distorts the basic 
teachings of the Christian faith. I think Mormonism falls into that category. I think the Jehovah's Witnesses fall into that category. Not so much Scientology, because it really doesn't claim to be Christian, but I certainly see cultish activity and thought that goes on in that, and we're going to talk about some of those things later in this series. But that's usually how I look at it. If the group claims to be Christian, but when you look at what it teaches its people and you see that the teachings are not in harmony with what Christians have historically believed on the basics. Now, notice I'm being very careful here. I am open to the idea that Christians can have a difference of opinion, but there would have to be a difference of opinion in what we call the peripheral areas, the secondary issues of the Christian faith, such as if a person was to claim to be Christian, and let's say they believe that Jesus is coming at the end of a tribulation period, as opposed to a Christian who believes that Jesus is coming back at the beginning of this perceived tribulation period, I would not look at either of those as holding on to cult-like teachings Because, first of all, neither of those teachings have any salvific value. You can believe either issue, and of course you can be wrong on either issue as well, but there is a leniency in grace that says, look, that doesn't mean that you are no longer a Christian because you hold to this secondary issue. There is room to debate within Christian thought, and Christians have been debating that issue for a long, long time. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. And when she says that uh, sex scandal, spiritual abuse, or physical violence, in many cases, all three, it seems like there's a scare tactic. If you use the word cult, then you are somebody who is heaping judgment that's improper judgment on those who who belong to that particular group. So this is certainly a defensive mechanism to get people to stop using a particular word. What I find interesting is that many Latter-day Saints, and what I mean by that, I want to be specific in my terms, they're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints headquartered in Salt Lake City, often will look at the Warren Jeffs group, the fundamentalist Mormons, or the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if I'm going to use their proper title. They look at them as being a cult. And I would say Warren Jeffs group fits all three of those. They have sex scandals, spiritual abuse, and physical violence. They fit in every one of those categories. Would I argue that the LDS church headquartered in Salt Lake City is behind all three of those areas? Well, there may be some within the church that have been guilty of doing things like that, but I certainly would be cautious before I would label the entire church as being behind something like that. And I think we need to be careful about that. You're going to find aberrant behavior among members in just about any group. Even what we would consider to be a New Testament Christian can behave badly. But does that mean that what they believe is all of a sudden a cult? No, I wouldn't say that at all. Well, when you have the word spiritual abuse, I I think I understand what they mean by that. Isn't there spiritual abuse when false doctrines are being taught and being labeled as Christianity, that people are supposed to accept this as just another Christian religion? When you come to Mormonism, as you mentioned, 
Uh, Mormonism denies or distorts every fundamental teaching of the historic Christian church. It's not hard to prove that. You just go down the line and you can see all of the differences. So I think it's a misnomer if you don't want to be called a cult, but you want to be known as Christian. I think that can be confusing. So then we got to come up with the word, if cult can't be used, what's going to be the word that we're going to be able to use to show that we do have differences? And that's what we want to talk about this week. But let me get back to what you just said, because you could probably say that any group that teaches false doctrine, that basically is salvific doctrine, and they teach false doctrine, that they are guilty of spiritual murder. I've heard that phrase being used, and I think there is some truth to that. If a group is teaching false doctrine that is leading their followers astray and will have significant eternal consequences if they continue in the direction that that group is telling them to go— then that is a type of spiritual murder. They are killing those people off, when you think about it, for eternity. And when we turn a blind eye to what could be taking place in that person's eternity and act as if that doesn't concern us, then I think we have a problem as well. And that's probably why a lot of Christians don't understand us. Why do you do this? Why do you care? Well, we care because the Latter-day Saints are people. They're made in God's image, and they need to hear God's truth and hopefully make sound decisions that will affect their eternity. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.